This episode is sponsored by Gummy Cube. Gummy Cube is the end-to-end solution for mobile marketing and app store optimization, or ASO. To go and find out more, go to gummycube.com, that's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, and find out why you really need to start ranking for the right keywords by using this service. Thanks very much, Gummy Cube, for sponsoring the show. This episode is sponsored by Apptentive. Apptentive will help your users know just how important feedback is from them. It helps you shape the conversation in a very positive way. So go to uh, apptentive.com forward slash app guy for a free mobile app consultation. Uh, that's apptentive.com forward slash app guy. And thank you so much to Apptentive for supporting this episode. Hi, my name is Yossi Taguri. I'm the co-founder and CTO of Yellow, and I listen to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host. This is Paul Kemp. This is where we go around the world searching for some really awesome guests to help us with our journeys. So if you're listening to this, and you want to become an app entrepreneur, a digital nomad, uh, if you like doing projects on the side, uh, whatever it may be, uh, the app world is an awesome world, disruptive, this is the show for you, and uh, we try to help you by going and dissecting the journeys of others so that we can share their ups, their downs, and learn from them uh, as we go through our awesome journeys ourselves. So uh, any any one of you listening to this can always go to my website, theappguy.co, to get full show notes. And we're um, also, uh, you can get me on Twitter, Paul underscore S underscore Kemp. Uh, let me uh, introduce today's guest. Uh, he is uh, really um, eager to talk to us because he's managed to get up at 5.30 in the morning to have this chat. And uh, he is uh, Justin Yule. Uh, he is the co-developer and co-creator of Four Year Trip, which we're going to find out about, Four Year Trip. So, Justin, welcome to the App Guide podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, tell us about this journey then. In the pre-chat we had, you mentioned that uh, uh, it, it, it was about a year and a half and then you, you got the team together. Tell us about your journey up to the point of getting the app uh, submitted. Well, yeah, it, it, you know, like most things, it, it, it was a hatched uh, real informally just sitting around at work thinking about more effective ways to do things. And so professionally, um, I work in higher education um, in the States. You know, getting into college is a pretty competitive uh, ordeal. And so universities and colleges are always looking to wait for ways to, to effectively um, reach out to students, you know, and they, they want to do the most that they can for, for as little cost as they can. And um, traditionally that just leads to, you know, representatives from colleges flying all over the country and visiting all kinds of high schools and attending events. But as we find, you know, so many students nowadays have smartphones and so they can begin their college search, you know, on, on their phones. And I, and I was just at a college fair and I was watching all these kids walking past and, all of them are texting on Instagram, and I said there needs to be a way for students to quickly get college information right from their smartphone. And um, that was that. I, I kicked that idea around with a few friends, and and then I started thinking, but what's gonna what's gonna habituate the behavior? What's gonna make them come back time and time again? And I said we needed to include a rewards program, and 
those two ideas kind of clicked and then it was a year and a half journey and finally we made it to the app stores about uh, six months, seven months ago. So, so you must be uh, getting some good downloads then. Yeah, you know, I think the challenge with any app is uh, part one is getting it developed um, and and believing that you've got something that is of interest to the masses. And then the biggest challenge after that is then letting them know it exists. So we're up to over a thousand downloads in just a few months. I mean, close to a year. Um, we've only done a fair, we haven't done a fair bit of marketing. We've, we've done some focus groups in some high schools, but so far the, um, the responses have been really favorable. Yeah, that's good. I think there's a lot of people listening to you, this that are in, uh, you know, the same kind of category with uh, the, the exposure they've had. Uh, how did it, how long did it take you to adjust from what you read about how easy it is to get millions and millions of downloads and then to adjust to the reality of just uh, making it for a, a smaller group of people, but making it pretty awesome? Um, yeah, we, we, we really focused on making it helpful and useful for our users. We knew that if it wasn't an effective tool for the users, it absolutely wouldn't be used at all. And we'd be, um, you know, dead in the water at that point. So um, it wasn't it, it wasn't too long before we realized that the real work was going out there and letting um, high school students and their families and all interested in college know that it exists or we would never get any downloads. Um, and then the other thing we, we quickly realized is that somehow we had to um, habituate the behavior. We had to make certain that when students thought about searching for colleges, they went straight to our app. And we figured the best way to do that was to incentivize the app. Right. Okay. What, what, what does that mean? Incentivize the app? Starbucks has rewards, you know, uh, virtually every company, it seems has some type of rewards program where if you use it enough, you get something for free. And so the way in which we decided, um, we would get the ball rolling and, and hopefully one day hit a million downloads is if we incentivize the app. So students can come into the app if they check in, if they post comments, if they um, leave pictures and share it to their Facebook and Twitter, then they can earn points. And those points can then be redeemed for a whole variety of things, a whole host of things. They can get um, tutoring help. They can get support with standardized tests. They can get backpacks, earphones, gift cards, whatever um, we decide to put on the rewards market, um, they can they can end up getting as long as they're earning points and checking in. Yeah, you know, this is a really interesting business model, I have to say, Justin, because uh, I don't think we've spoken about the, the this incentivization uh, strategy before. But to you, users are really important. You're willing to pay for activity, for content and reward, you know, whereas the likes of the big apps like Facebook, Instagram, you're not going to get any money for um, putting a load of your own content on there. Yeah, you know, they already have the user base. They don't have to. So uh, in order for us to really habituate the behavior, we thought that that would be something to really strongly consider because if not, you go possibly to um, to a high school or to an event and you can get those additional downloads, uh, but how long do they stay engaged with the app? Um, and we really wanted it to be something helpful for students. So we didn't necessarily just fill the rewards program up with um, 
silly things here and there. Most of them or a lot of them are related to academia and, and provide some real support. Um, and then also it's a way for us to continue to advertise other products. So if there's a tutoring company or if there's a financial aid coach that wants to place their reward or, or services on our rewards program, we can help. That helps us monetize the app as well. Uh, that is, yeah, let's talk about monetization of the app because at the moment I'm guessing that uh, you, you don't have monetization just yet, but the plan is to possibly uh, make money from the app by what charging people uh, to, to uh, put rewards out and to get exposure for their services. Well, there's a couple of different levels we're, we're considering. Number one, the app has about 3,000 U.S. colleges and universities downloaded onto it. And so just like any directory, um, those listings that are most attractive and have all you know, the most information typically are the most interesting. So we plan on charging colleges and universities to have a detailed listing, which will include pictures and rich media, including video and, and all kinds of other stuff. And so that's one way, one revenue stream. Um, the other revenue stream is going to be the in-app advertising, obviously. And so we're going to be able to to use that as a as a model. Um, colleges will be able to send advertisements to geo-targeted students. So if a school in Texas is interested in targeting kids in California, they can use the the in-app advertising to do that as well. Yeah, actually, you know, Justin, I mean, one of the other things that I think a lot of people listening to this, they do struggle with getting their idea off the ground from a monetary perspective. Now, t tell us about, I mean, is this your full-time gig or is this like a part-time gig that you're doing until it becomes a full-time? Tell us about that side of it. Yeah, definitely part-time gig. That's why we're able to have this uh, interview so early. I'm getting up a couple hours before I usually would. Um, I'm getting up at five, five in the morning every morning to work the app. Uh, you know, you're working with a skeleton crew. And so I'm trying to call these schools across the country and market to them and uh, then go into work and then come home and respond to emails. But it's kind of working on the model that, um, you know, whatever I do today is going to shape my tomorrow. And so uh, I know it's kind of cliche-ish, but whatever little bit I can accomplish and complete, um, I'm just hoping that it pays off down yeah, the line. This is so inspirational, Justin, because a lot of people uh, do have that fear factor of leaving full-time employment to pursue you know, life as an app entrepreneur. But you're sh saying that there's no need to you know, throw it all away. You can, you can get, good, I guess, a good amount of work done uh, in in the five o'clock to uh, whenever you go to work and then in the evening and uh, it, it, it all it's just so inspiring to hear you say that. Yeah, you absolutely can. I mean, obviously, it's not as much as you'd like to get done, but I don't think the app world is going anywhere. Um, number one, I think the other thing is to stay confident in the notion that you don't have to be the only app on the app market that provides this service or. Uh, has this game or you know that has your particular angle um you just look at search engines it's google and a whole host of other search engines so if you if you make something quality that the consumer will like um you can still 
you know, make a dent in the app world. And then moreover, uh, you know, when you, when we first hit the, when we first hit the iOS and Android platform, you don't have 10,000, a hundred thousand users, but once you do, once it demands your full-time attention and it's paying the bills, then I would say, absolutely. I can't wait to be able to just work from my app from home. Yeah, it almost like as you're doing this, it, it, it is that escapism, that possibility that this could happen, which is, you stand more chance of uh, something big happening and then quitting to the security net of it already making money than perhaps what I did and what many others do, which is uh, you just get really bored with work, uh, you quit and think, right, I'm going to build an app and become a millionaire. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. uh, it doesn't quite work out. And, and uh, it's, you know, at least at least you've had that um, initial uh, time in building uh, the, the network and the downloads. Uh, uh, also, I'll tell you what's really important is uh, costs. And I've seen a lot of developers where the costs run away from them. It's very easy to throw money after getting downloads and uh, throw money into app development. How have you managed that? Because I'm guessing you're bootstrapping it from your own funds. That's right. We don't have any investors or, you know, no seed money. And it's exactly that. You just do a little at a time. You really are able to, um, without having the outside uh, money, you're really able to focus on what's absolutely nece necessary. What yeah. do you need to, to reach the next goal? So um, rather than dumping money into Twitter campaigns or Facebook campaigns, you, you try to figure out the bare bones strategy and then you, you, know, you, re you reflect and see if you're able to hit your goal. And it's just a process of doing that over and over. The other thing is, because we don't have, you know, because we don't have an investor who's given us fifty or seventy-five thousand dollars to do it, and not because we haven't, not because we can't go get that type of investor, being this close to the Silicon Valley, you know, in California, we've we've decided not to, because I think the focus then becomes how to monetize it as quickly as possible, to repay your investors, return on investment becomes a big deal, and then user experience might. Um, be less of a concern as we, it's, it's almost being mindful about your growth because you get a whole bunch of money and then everything's about downloads and monetizing the app and then the, the user experience um, is diminished and then your app's no good anyway. Yeah, and uh, in terms of like building the app, I know that uh, you mentioned that you had help doing that. How do you keep the costs of building the app down do you have like a technical co-founder or uh, did someone do some work for free for you? How, how Have you got any advice on that side? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, technical co-founder. So I've had some entrepreneurial ideas in the past. As I mentioned, I've been in higher education for a number of years now, working with colleges and whatnot. And so when I came up with this idea, I had, I had previously developed a, um, a website and a, an email provider. Um, and so I went to the tech guy and uh, kicked around this idea. And he basically, he, he liked it, thought it was kind of uh, forward thinking and said that he would help develop the app. He would do the research and, and figure out how to get the app developed if we could be kind of like partners. And so that made sense at the time because the phone calls I made prior to that, the the uh, the price tag was anywhere between five and ten thousand dollars or more 
to get the app made. Yeah, it's an expensive business. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That, that, what I'm learning from you there, Justin, is it's good to talk about your idea because uh, what that means is that people buy into it and there's the possibility of partnering up and just offloading the the, uh, the risk and the load, uh, you know, rather than you having to fork out 10,000 of your retirement fund or whatever to you know, build an app, at least then you, you're sharing the risk, sharing the burden and possibly standing more chance of success. Absolutely. I think it's imperative to talk about the app. Um, not only does this bounce ideas off of other folks, um, but then it's important in my estimation to hear everybody say how your app's not necessary. Because if you get pushback from the first two people and lose all of your motivation to do it, this is probably something that you shouldn't do anyway. Um, because as you enter the app world and you're marketing your product, there's going to be times where people say, hey, that's not needed. Why Why'd you make that? But if that kills your, your drive in the first month, then this isn't an app or isn't, uh, is it, this isn't an endeavor that you should probably pursue anyway. So I have the good fortune of having a highly relevant sponsor for you to go and try out. It's Gummy Cube, and they will ask you this one question. What gives you a better return on investment than a user acquisition advertising campaign? And the answer is app store optimization. You need to be spending your money on making sure that you are doing everything right when it comes to app store optimization. And this is about really getting um, in front of your target audience, identifying who they are, define your app's core features and unique value proposition and review competitor app store ratings and reviews, research competitor branding, positioning keywords and category, uh, optimizing your icon for uh, focus groups. I mean, uh, these are all things that uh, Gummy Key will help you out with. And uh, I think they'll take away the headache when it comes to trying to think about app store optimization. So to go and check them out, go to www.gummycube.com. That's www.gummycube.com. And I want to thank Gummy Cube for just continuing to support the show. So let me thank my really cool sponsor, Abtentive. Uh, they have a dashboard that when you log into, you get to see how your users of your app are uh, effectively using it. And it gives you the best way to communicate with them. Now, the terrific thing is you get to try it for free right now, today. If you pause this podcast, go and check them out. It's apptentive.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase apptentive.com forward slash app guy. And you can request a demo. You get a free mobile app consultation. You don't even need a credit card to try this stuff out. And you get to understand the way to communicate with your users, uh, get to uh, use intelligent ratings prompts. Uh, there's a lot of stuff there to really help boost your app profile and get more downloads as well, uh, which is always uh, something that we need. So apptentive.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase. I really do go and check them out. They've been great supporter of the show. Uh, thank you very much to Apptentive uh, for continuing to support the show. Now, there's two things we like to do before we say goodbye, Justin. One is that we have a lot of people listening who uh, always are on the hunt for new ideas. You mentioned that you're very entrepreneurial. Uh, you have an entrepreneurial mindset. And even though I guess you've been in uh, like education. and uh, But I'm wondering if you have on your 
journey come across any other ideas for apps that you've probably put to one side or thought that would be a good idea but haven't obviously focused on it given your current focus so do you have an idea to disrupt the world for us yeah yeah i've got a couple but they're a lot of mine are, are education related but one's kind of fun i thought that um i thought that there should be a facebook or social media for fans i, I said to myself um, the, the word fan is short for fanatic. Um, so, you know, here in the States, we've got all of our professional teams, but a forum where you can get college alumni um, to go back and forth and, and, and whoever's on the app most often and, and earning points, they're getting points for their, for their team. And somehow those teams, if you had, so for instance, if you're alumni of USC, University of Southern California, and if you badmouth UCLA, then you get points for your team. Oh, and then yeah. you're gamifying the whole period, of the social media thing there. Yeah, and it's time sensitive. And if you get more points for your team by per performing a certain action, then your whole team gets a discount. So that way, you know, and then you, you can, you know, there's sports bars all around America and all around the world. So um, if you if there's a uh, cowboy sports bar and you get a whole bunch of cowboy fans to the sports bar at a certain time and, uh, you know, you beat whomever you're competing against that day in terms of fans, you get a discount on your um, on your, you know, your meals or your, your drinks that day. Yeah, I like the, I like what you're doing there. You're kind of combining a lot of different things that already exist, but into a very focused area of a, uh, of what college alumni, and also, you know, because I'm thinking Groupon with the crowdsourcing stuff that where you get discounts. But then you've yeah, got, uh, Facebook started out in colleges. Uh, you know, have something more focused on you know the college uh, life. Yeah, you're onto something right. there. Because then you know you can in the app. You think about it in the app all of the ticket companies are going to be able to advertise in the app because these are the guys, these are the fanatics. They want tickets to the games. They want that stuff. And then for your regular mom and pop shop, a bar or whatnot, you're actually getting physical visitors to their storefronts. So that's probably valuable for them as well. Yeah. Cause you, you're getting me to think about like the, it's almost the uh, war for eyeballs and attention. And if you get like any particular niche, whatever it is, like you're focusing there on college students, then at some point, those people interacting with your app will possibly be, want to uh, be partnered up with a service or a product that is for them and that the product service is willing to pay for. Uh, and that's where there is the alternative to app monetization and the simple like trying to get users to buy in-app purchases or buy the app itself. I, th I think that's a very clever way of thinking about apps. I'm trying, trying every day to be be creative and think out of think out think about it from new angles. So, yeah. So that I, like I said, I can get a million downloads and I can finally quit my job. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, that Facebook's never going to get anyone to pay twenty dollars a year for the Facebook. I would, but uh, I'm sure a majority of people won't. But try and get uh, twenty dollars to spot uh, to try and promote your own thing. That's a piece of cake. <laughs> so yeah. it's like a bit lopsided with uh, uh, the uh, business model there. Uh, um, Justin, the last thing is this is a show about apps and you are in the, the pretty much the whole state, the biggest state for app usage uh, in California. 
And I wondered if what's on your smartphone, whether you can give us one or two app idea, uh, apps that you use in your uh, work or in your personal life that we could uh, really benefit from learning about. You know what? To be honest, the app that I probably use most often is a nap app. Getting up at five o'clock in the morning, in the nap app, you can just set, you know, I need a 20 minute nap right now. And that's the one that I'm honestly probably using the most right now. It sounds trivial and useless, <laughs> but that that's the one. Um, I have to and, say, Justin, you've come up with the, the well, that's never been mentioned on the show before. And it's probably the best name for an app I've ever heard, uh, Nap App. It's a really yeah, good one. It's the Nap App. And then probably the one after that. Um, hmm. Let me see here. No, I'm probably, I mean, I mean, nothing else is really screaming, jumping yeah. out. Yeah, so I mean, you've given me an idea there, like for anyone listening to this, if you want a cool name for an app, just go through everything that rhymes with app. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you can have the cap app, you know, for different caps, uh, maybe that some kind of augmented reality. Th- uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so lo- lots of uh, food for thought, I think there for any, any potential uh, developers, founders, creators to to take away from. Justin, uh, everything's going to be, uh, all the links to uh, the apps that you mentioned and to you are going to be on the show notes. It's episode 360 of the App Guide podcast. Uh, just go to theappguide.co. In the meantime, you, you've inspired me. I'm sure you'll inspire others. How can people reach out and connect with you uh, and get, get in touch? What's the best way? Um, best way, you can email me, justin at fouryeartrip.com. And then also, um, it'd be great if you guys followed us on Twitter for your trip um, at for your trip on Twitter. And those would be the best way. We're always looking to collaborate with people at this point in the early stages of the game. Um, if you need um, help promoting your app or your services, I can always put some in-app advertisements, a push notification to our entire user base. Um, I'm just like everybody else in the app world, just trying to make their dream come true. And I'm absolutely willing to help anybody out. Yeah, and it's just so inspiring to hear the fact that you're willing to get up. Like me, I get up as well at five o'clock in the morning just to make that happen. There's no excuses, and uh, I love that. Uh, so thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for getting up at an unearthly hour uh, to do this, and uh, all the best with four-year trip, and uh, please keep us updated how it goes uh, when you reach that one million figure. We'd love to know. All right, all right. Thanks for having me. I had a great time, and you'll definitely know if I hit a million downloads. So remember to go and check out www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, who are the world's best app store optimization company. And I highly recommend using them to improve the optimization of your apps and help them get discovered in the app store and use their algorithms and their data cube from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So www.gummycube.com. And thanks to Gummycube for being such a great supporter of this show. Also remember that this episode has been brought to you by Apptentive. They have the intelligent ratings reviews widget and you need to use this to get higher up the charts and get better reviews going onto your review page. So go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy. That's apptentive.com forward slash app guy. Uh, all over case. And thank you Apptentive for continuing to support the show. 
I'm offering a curated list of the top things I learned from my podcast during the week and you get a regular update via email. You need to go to theappguy.co and register and then you'll get this uh, curated uh, directory of some really awesome content. So theappguy.co, register your email. Thank you very much for listening to this.